0: This is Leslie.
1: And this is Liam, and we are trading money stress for real happiness.
0: You are listening to SEEDS, a 15-minute debrief on young people's common money challenges. Every episode, we'll hear Leslie and Liam casually break down a wealth topic, and occasionally, we'll invite a friend to help us out here today. And of course, you're probably seeing our screens here. Today's guest is Anthony Murdoch II, uh, casually known as Murdoch uh, to all of us and his wide network of friends. And Murdoch actually comes to us from a position of being a powerpreneur himself. He's a self-proclaimed servant leader, especially when we think about liberation within his community. He's a man dedicated to transformation and purpose, and he is the genius behind the Make It Make Sense movement and program. He's got a lot of cool things coming up this December. So Murdoch, thank you so much for coming on our show and being part of what we're doing here at CWC.
1: Yeah, Murdoch, I wanted to ask you, you know, our podcast is focused on planting that seed to help trade money, stress for real happiness. What does happiness mean to you and how are you using finances to get there?
2: Yeah, happiness to me is an instance and I think happiness is my snapshot to knowing and understanding what joy feels like
0: mm-hmm.
2: and I think that when I talk about the role of money and more than money but capital right whether that's monetary capital or social capital plays in this relationship to happiness is you know especially as black folks you know lack of access to capital and a capitalistic society leaves you feeling and being treated like a lowercase letter and when you're feeling and being treated like a lowercase letter it's difficult to be happy let alone experience joy. And the more in which I'm able to use my money with intention and make it make sense so we can make sense and sensational impact across the senses, I experience happiness on my route to experiencing joy.
1: Mm. Wow, that's, yeah, Murdoch, Leslie, I'm really glad we're catching up. Um, I mean, I mean, this is great. And and today we have a a really interesting question that was submitted by one of our listeners. Um, This one from the southeast. This one came out of South Carolina. And that question is, our listener wanted to know, how can I empower my friend group to hit wealth goals individually and together? So, at Murdoch, what are your initial thoughts and where would you start if you were in this listener's shoes?
2: Yeah, that's a great question. I think uh, something that's crucial to answering that question is understanding that we are not as distant from wealth generation as we might think. You know, I think that social media, the media generally, but definitely social media, you become a part of these silos and these oftentimes, you know, like boxes, these echo chambers. Mm. And if your algorithm isn't telling you that you can do more than what you think you can, you're not going to think you can, uh, can accomplish it. You know, I come from the idea that you don't know what you're not exposed to. And when you talk about being able to empower your friends to start these wealth generation journeys or empowering your friends to become more financially free or more financially literate. Understand that you also likely have some peers who are experiencing that financial freedom that that are financially literate and understand how to generate wealth. Um, But it's about sometimes leaving those echo chambers that repeat instances of financial illiteracy and being deprived economically. So for me, how do I apply that to my life? It was what we were talking about with Think Tank. And I learned how to invest in black business because I saw that my friends were black business owners. I didn't have to go and read a book. I didn't need to go and read a podcast. I didn't have to go to a website. I didn't have to go and pay for a seminar, a webinar, a conference. I was like, my best friend is Nick Fox. My best friend is Miles Ward. And they both have brands. Same thing here, right? I'm, I'm good friends with Leslie. I'm good friends with Evan, right? I'm good friends with you now. And if, if if we're in proximity to each other, I become passionate about what you're passionate about because I want to be passionate about what my friends' passions are. And simply by having conversations with people who are doing this work, i learn more about that work. So to the listener that asked that question, you want to know how to do it for your friends? Be that friend. Sometimes you are what they need to get to where it is you want them to go. I'm gonna say that again. Sometimes you are what you need to get your friends to where you want them to go. Be that example. And sometimes the only reason your friends don't know is because you haven't told them. And, and don't tell them in a way that you would appreciate it. Tell them in a way that they would appreciate it. Right. One of the, the fundamental rules to marketing is sending messages in ways that your target market can understand. Right. Y'all can be on here talking that talk about money and strategy and economic development. And You could be talking all the facts in the world. But me, who has a political science and religion background, may not know what the heck you're talking about. Doesn't mean what you're saying isn't isn't great, Yeah. but I'm not be able to understand it. Mm-hmm. And so talk the way your friends can understand, which as a friend, you should know how to do that, mm-hmm. and, and be that source of knowledge that they need. And I guarantee you, should they care about what you want them to care about, they're going to get close to where you want them to be.
0: Yeah. Marta, I'm really glad you... You mentioned the echo chamber because that was the first thing I thought when I read this question, which is so focused on almost how can you change the dynamic or the culture of what is off limits or what is within limits for your friendships and for your relationships. And for many people, even many people in my personal life, your finances and your wealth goals and your financial struggles seem off limits. We might talk about, we're so excited to go on this trip together, but when we start to talk about how much the trip is going to cost, people are like, oh, we can figure that out on our own. We talk about all the time how we're going to think about the next thing that we buy, the next bag and the next shoe or whatever it may be. I'm very much so exposing my friend circle here. (laughs) love (laughs) you guys so much. But we may talk about these things, but then we don't talk about which credit card is best. What credit cards are y'all using to get points? Are you doing a loyalty card with Nordstrom or are you actually getting cash back with Capital One? I think talking about the echo chamber and being that one to break the boundary of that echo chamber is so important because to your point, it's not just that you're the one trying to figure out how to increase your credit score. I'm almost willing to bet that there's at least one other person in your immediate circle who's also trying to do the same thing. Same thing applies to starting your own LLC, starting getting out of debt, trying to buy a real estate property, trying to figure out how to max your 401k. All of these topics that do seem you know, not the most exciting thing to talk about over dinner But if they're keeping you up at night, your friends should know about that. Your Mm -hmm. friends know about your money stress and allow them to help you to come out of your money challenges as well. If there's none of the information we're talking about on this podcast or that we're going through, we're not the first and we won't be the last. And so that's why I'm so passionate about trying to spread these resources in a way that is accessible. But to your point, Murdoch, if you're this listener who submitted this question, maybe take that leap, take that leap and be that friend that breaks that boundary. I, I would like to encourage that.
1: Yeah, Leslie and Murdoch, I'm, I'm hearing break the boundary. That's step one, right? But then how does this remain sustainable? I want to open that question to both of you I, I, from an accountability perspective, right? Because I think that's the next most important part to be considering. Breaking the boundaries, one.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay,
1: now it's now it's been brought up. But how do we quickly ensure, especially when it's a, a friend to friend, and then it becomes a little bit more of a personal topic, mm-hmm. right? How are we holding each other accountable here? Yeah, if if you don't mind, Leslie, you mind if I speak to that real quick?
0: Please go for it. I have some ideas, but I'm curious to hear what you say.
2: Yeah, so so two different things. So y'all know y'all talked about powerpreneurship earlier, right? Mm-hmm. That lies at the heart of my brand. And powerpreneurship, in very 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 simple terms, is the art of strategically leveraging the power in your story. And I believe that ultimately when you do that, it leads to social capital. You know how to strategically leverage the power in your story, it leads to social capital. Why am I bringing it up here? Well, my first point in response to what you said, Liam, about how do you make being the example sustainable is not only should you be the example, but make your story accessible. Like when you're that friend who everybody thinks is perfect, everybody calls you the perfect friend. Mm -hmm. and that's all that's the role that you serve like you're that person in that group it's like oh we want to be like Murdoch oh we want to be like Leslie I want to be like Liam but no one actually tries to do what you do because you're like that's what Murdoch does Mm
0: -hmm. that's
2: what Leslie. that's what Liam but when you're and you should want to do this if it's your friend right you should want to be intimate and vulnerable with your with your friend and if you can't those are not your friends Mm -hmm. Uh, but that's not what this podcast is about (laughs) as, as you're working to make your recommendation, your example, more sustainable. The first thing you should do is be intimate with your story Mm -hmm. and say that if you want to start working towards financial freedom, then let's go on that journey together. Mm -hmm. And if you're nervous to start, let me tell you how I started and how I sucked when I started, Mm -hmm. right? I'm being that example. Everybody puts me on the pedestal. No, break that pedestal down and understand I'm just as confused as you are. Mm -hmm. The only difference is I'm doing it and I choose to fail forward something i say a lot is i don't believe in losses i believe in learning experiences so every moment i'm either winning or i'm learning learn with your friends Mm
0: -hmm. the first
2: thing you can do to make being an example sustainable is learning with your friends the second thing is the best way to hold somebody else accountable is holding yourself accountable especially if you're the example right we can't force a grown person to do something they don't want to do so the extent to which you stay true to your goal especially when you're the example you're giving someone a visual representation of what it means to stay persistent, right? I'm bringing, the, I'm landing the plane now, Leslie. Mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. Something I talk about a lot in the context of power is the process towards progress, right? This four step, this three step equation that produces progress, that's patience, persistence, and purpose equals progress. Mm-hmm. That middle piece, my favorite step is persistence. That's what I believe, aside from purpose, gets in the way of so many people getting to that progress piece. They're not able to push through resistance and remain disciplined from a personal, inclusive and purpose-driven perspective to see their progress. Mm-hmm. And that comes with first being intimate with your story and then understanding that you can't make somebody else do something because it's difficult enough to make you yourself do it. So focus your energy on getting to your goal. And I promise who's supposed to meet theirs, they're going to do it too.
0: Yeah, I, I feel so closely connected to what you just said, Murdoch, because- As of the date that we are recording this episode, I had a very similar experience happen to me as I was going through a huge financial milestone. So the value of being vulnerable first as a way to introduce trust and accountability is huge. And let me put myself out there. I will be the example for all hundreds of you listeners that will listen to this episode. I actually recently closed on a house. Boom! And in congratulations, show. thank you. I'm like airing <laughs> no, all my secrets here on this show. <laughs> thank you, Murdoch. I know I gave Liam the heads up, but recently closed on a house. But guess what, y'all? Guess what? I was 45 minutes late to my closing date. 45 minutes late. Why was I late? No way. Because I didn't know what kind of check was needed to be able to close on the property. Did you know? Okay. I know this is not the right topic of this episode, but did you know that there are multiple different types of checks? That's deep. Fun fact. Very different situations. (laughs) And I very intentionally bought a 50 pack of the wrong kind of check. Okay. 50 pack of the wrong kind of check. And so this morning, I had to wait until the bank opened. I was 45 minutes late to my closing. My attorney, my lender, the title company were waiting for me in the room for 45 minutes. I was, I don't usually curse on this show, but okay. Let me just tell you, I was stressed, okay? (laughs) I was stressed. And the reason I'm sharing this story with you, and I just thank you, Murdoch, for like creating this space to share those kinds of stories is... I'm sure that many of you maybe see me and Liam and Murdoch as those people that like, oh yeah, well they could talk about money because they got it, like they know what they're doing. And the power of being vulnerable, wow. I hope that's a testimony for you all today because listen, it was not my plan to be 45 minutes late. It was not my plan to not know how to transfer this huge amount of money into this process but that's okay. And I I really, really, really hope that we all create spaces to say that's okay and do it together, do it together so that we don't have to go through these challenges by ourselves. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, I mean, obviously that story is a bit of a detour, but I do feel like we have planted the seed at least at a high level on how can I use my friends to pursue our wealth goals, both individually and together I know we're wrapping up on time here. So team want to get your thoughts on just a few small takeaways. Murdoch, any suggestions that you have for our listeners? If you're this listener, what, was, what is the first thing you're doing after you're listening to this episode? What should they be thinking about uh, from your perspective?
2: Yeah, if I had to give two takeaways, because two, we talked that talk today, but if I had to give mm-hmm. two takeaways, mm-hmm. the first thing is you are proximal to your financial freedom. That's Mm -hmm. the first thing I'd say. Mm -hmm. Stop, stop making wealth generation, financial freedom and financial literacy a thing that is not proximal to your present predicament. Okay, so one, you are proximal to your financial freedom. The second thing I'd say is we don't know we're not exposed to. So be somebody's exposure. That's Mm -hmm. the second thing I say. Too often we complain about our peer groups that they're not this, they're not that. Well, you got to ask yourself, well, what are you being to them? Right. And, and it's either going to be, you need to find a new friend group because you have surpassed, grown out of whatever, or maybe you're not pushing your friend book to be as great, you know, your, your peer group can be.
0: Mm-hmm. And so again,
2: those, those two takeaways, you are proximal to your financial freedom. And we don't know, we're not exposed to, so be that exposure for somebody else. Mm. So
0: powerful. Bye. Liam, what about you?
1: My takeaway is when you fail towards your wealth goals, fail fast Mm -hmm. Um, because that's, uh, and I mean that towards your, your steps that you're taking to get to that goal, right? Because that ultimate goal you're going to achieve if that's the case, but assuming that you've failed fast, that means that you've jumped into something that's a little bit unknown, something a little bit uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and something that you've never done before don't have experience doing. So when it, becomes, when it comes to the, the, back to the question of empowering a whole friend group, mm-hmm. um, whether it's individually or together to hit wealth goals, jump in and fail fast. And, and then you'll, after that, just see the compounding effect of a few new doors being a little bit more comfortable to you. And then you're, it's a constant learning experience from there.
0: Absolutely. And I will end us off with start a money club if it's awkward to bring up finances in your typical kiki facetime current situations ask your friends will you join me for a date this sunday for a money club and bring to light what you're working on what you want to be held accountable for And if you have anything that you can offer to your friend group, maybe you just focused on trying to find a better credit card. Maybe you just negotiated your salary. Maybe you're actually looking for a career that gives you a higher income. I promise you the power of community in finding that proximity to wealth that Murdoch mentioned is really, really incredible. So although I'm sad to wrap up this topic for now, I do wanna take a moment to celebrate another one of our listeners. We do have a real growth moment here, the first of season two. And today we are shouting out a good friend of mine from my past, Roland Spear who listened to the Good Habits episode with Trent Dessel and absolutely loved it. Actually, following listening to that episode, uh, started reading Atomic Habits and from him, he's feeling just so much better about how to create those small but sustainable changes. So Roland, hi, thank you so much for listening. And we're so excited for you. So excited to be part of your growth here.
1: Roland, thanks. We love bringing up these stories. We know there are so many others like us beginning their wealth journey um, and trying to seek happiness in in real time. So we're all we're grateful to all of you listeners for joining. We'd love to hear about your challenges and love to hear about your growth moments.
0: Definitely. This podcast is great because of you. So we want to hear from you. Go ahead and DM us or reach out on our website. And if you didn't hear our uh, handles on Instagram or Twitter, you can find them in the show description.
1: Yes, we're all collectively pursuing happiness. So let us help you achieve your goals and celebrate you when you do. Uh, can't wait to be hearing from you.
0: We can't wait. And in the meantime, I want to give a huge shout out to Murdoch for joining us today. Murdoch, I think there might be a special surprise that you are saving for the end of this episode. Um, really? What's there? Uh,
1: Murdoch, don't don't be shy. <laughs>
0: watches on December second. So um. Hmm, yeah. I wonder how people can follow up with you or what they should be looking for from Make It Make Sense.
2: Yeah, no, for sure. So one, definitely appreciate the opportunity. You can follow me on Instagram at ii. Anything business related, you can go to murdockllc.org. You'll see tags, you'll see emails, you'll see all that jazz. But in terms of what my sister just mentioned. Uh, <laughs>
0: Can't wait. I, and I'll say
2: this as quickly as possible because I know I'm, I'm probably taxing on time, and I get excited when I talk about it. Back in April of this year, this is in the, the beginning of the second pandemic of our present, that being COVID-19. Uh, we raised a thousand dollars in six hours as a part of a community, creating community during coronavirus. IndyCureCon, thousand dollars, in six hours. Left that and said, if we can do a thousand in six hours, we should be able to do five thousand in six months. And so our goal for, for for 2020 for Murdoch LLC was to raise $5,000. And we were going to give all that money back in grants to Black businesses in Indianapolis. So I'm from Indianapolis, Indiana. Mm. But there's power in partnership. And I believe in, as my brother and I would say, Miles Ward and I would say, uh, collaboration over competition. And it was through that that we have officially... Yeah, we have blown $5,000 out of the water. First of all, we, raised 20, we have raised $25,000 thus far. Oh. Yes, $25,000. <laughs> and it gets better. Oh. It gets better. Now I'm getting excited. I'm coming back down. Come back down. It's okay. It gets, no, stay up there. up there. Stay up there, Murdoch. The, the, the beauty in it, in this, I'm telling you, Power Partnership Collaboration Competition, mm. we're going to raise $1 million by the end of this year. Wow! A million dollars.
0: Wow! Look, wow. And, and to wow. anybody,
2: and to anybody watching, that's like, they're experts. They're da, 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 da. no. I'm in law school, trying to figure out how I'm going to pay tuition next semester. I mm-hmm. bought a home when I was 21, mm-hmm. and I still don't know what the heck it is I'm doing. Right? I'm I'm trying to fight generational curses. I'm trying to fight systemic poverty. I'm trying to fight these issues that plague. Whether it's my family, my community, my block. And we're gonna raise a million dollars this year and we're gonna give it back to our community. Because I talked about it earlier, right? Lack of access to capital in a capitalistic society leaves you feeling you're being treated like a lowercase letter. And Murdoch LSC was able to partner with the Black Chamber of Commerce in Indianapolis and in a private peer lending community called the Halo app. They gave our community a credit card and we're giving out a million dollars in zero interest-free loans to start 2021. Ooh. Because because we, we cannot continue to do the same thing over and over again and expect a different result. And so we're doing something different. And whether or not we hit that million or we hit 10 million or hundred million, we are gonna continue to do things different. And and so I'm thankful for opportunities to talk to folks like y'all who believe in doing things different, who believe in making it make sense so we can make sense and sensational impact all across the census. And if you want to become a part of it, I told you my link to my business, my personal page, but also go to thehaloapp.com. You can learn about our lenders, our backers, and all that. But thank y'all so much for your time. This was incredible. Thank you.
1: Murdoch, thanks, and congrats. Let's go. Fire me up going going into the week here. Appreciate you, appreciate you. Huge,
0: huge, Jeez. huge congratulations, Murdoch. I mean, the power of speaking it into existence. Example A right here, team. So please, MurdochLLC.org, was it? Yep, yep, yep. MurdochLLC.org. Keep up to date with everything Murdoch's doing, and you'll see all his tags there as well. But in the, B- the notes. Time, well, yeah, we'll add that in the notes. Um, but in the meantime, team, enjoy the rest of your week, Murdoch. Always a pleasure to chat with you, and thanks for coming here to help all of our listeners build that wealth as a community. Thank
1: thanks. you, thanks, Murdoch. We're signing off.